Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chedekir Aleph, Parshas Tetzava, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha, we learn about the Choshen and the Urim Vitumim that were placed in the Choshen. And there are two Rashis on this. And there are four parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, present five questions on these two Rashis. Number two, present the key to what's bothering Rashi. Number three, based on this, answer the five questions. And number four, present the Yenush Torah in the Rashi. On the Pasuk in our Parsha, V'nesata el Choshen HaMishpat Esa Urim Vesatumim And you should place in the Choshen HaMishpat the Urim Vetumim V'hoyu alev Aaron B'voy l'fnei Hashem And they will be on the heart of Aaron when he comes in front of Hashem V'nosa Aaron es Mishpat B'nei Yisrael Al-Liboy L'fnei Hashem Tomid And Aaron will carry the Mishpat of the Yidin on his heart, constantly in front of Hashem. So Rashi quotes the words, Esa Urim Ve'esa Tumim, and he explains, What are the Urim Ve'tumim? Huksav Shem HaMafayrash. It is the writing of the Shem HaMafayrash, Shaya Neisnei Beseich Kiflei HaChayshen, that he placed in the folds of the Chayshen. Shal Yodai Humeir Dvarav Umetameim as Dvarav. It's called the Urim Ve'tumim, because through it, it shines its words, because that's how the Chayshen would give answers. Umetameim as Dvarav, and it would perfect its words. Rashi continues, In the second base of Mikdash, they had the Chayshen. Because you can't have a Kayin Gadol in a state of being missing one of the garments. But that shame of Mepheresh was not inside of it. And then Rashi concludes, It's because of this Ksav Shema Mepheresh that it was called the Choshen Mishpat. The word Mishpat is associated with the Ksav Shema Mepheresh. Shenemra, as it says in Chumash Bamidbar, Parshas Pinchas, Vishalai B'Mishpat Ha'orim. And you should ask him in the Mishpat of the Orim. So we see that the word Mishpat is associated with it giving answers through the Ksav of the Shema Mepheresh. So now we're going to present three questions on this Rashi, followed by presenting the next Rashi, and have two questions on that Rashi. So we'll have a total of five questions. So the first question is, we know that Rashi only explains what's relevant to Pshuta Shemikra. And if that's the case, so why does Rashi over here explain how things were in the second base of Mikdash? He says in the second base of Mikdash, they had the Choshen. And not only does it tell us how it was in the second base of Mikdash, he also adds the reason for it. He says, because you can't have a Kayin Gadol, that's Mechusar Begadim. Why is Rashi saying all of this here? Number two, whenever Rashi quotes certain words, those are the words that he's coming to explain. So if that's the case, so why does he explain in the Dibra Maschal, Esa'urim Vesatumim, the Pasuk in Chumash Bamidbar, Parshas Pinchas, where it says, Vesha'loi B'mishpat Ha'urim. And number three, not only doesn't it belong here, but it actually contradicts what Rashi just said. Because if that's why it's called Chayshin Mishpat, if the word Mishpat is in the name of the Chayshin Mishpat, because of this Ksav, because of the Urim Vetumim, then if it's missing, then we can say that the Kayin Gadol is Mechusar Begadim, because he's not wearing the Chayshin Mishpat, he's only wearing the Chayshin. The Mishpat part is missing, and it's part of the name. So not only doesn't it belong here, this explanation of Rashi, it actually contradicts what Rashi just said. The next Rashi quotes the words from the end of the Pasuk, Es Mishpat B'nei Yisrael, where it says, V'nosa Aaron, Es Mishpat B'nei Yisrael al And Rashi explains, Dover she'im nishpatim v'nei chochem al yadoi, im laseis dover, o'ilei laseis dover. This is a thing that they are judged and proven through it, whether they should or shouldn't do something. That's why it's called Mishpat. 
because it's judging to tell them what to do or what not to do. Then Rashi gives a different explanation for why it's called Mishpat. According to the Medrash Agado, because the Chayshin atones for those who pervert the Din, therefore it's called Mishpat. Because it atones for things that were done wrong in the Din, which is the same as in areas of Mishpat. And there are two questions here. Number one, Rashi just taught this Pirush 15 Psukim ago. And in the same parsha that talks about the Cheshen. So why is he repeating it here? And number two, there, in the previous Rashi, the two Purushim are in an opposite order. So besides the, for the fact that everything in Rashi is exact, so the question is, why does he switch the order? Over here, it's a much bigger question, because we know that when Rashi brings two Purushim, and he brings one first and the other one second, it's because the first one is the main one and fits better, and the second one is not as good. So when Rashi switches the order over here, and he puts the second parish as the second. And in addition, not only does he put it second, he says that it's a Medrash Agada, which indicates that it doesn't really fit in Pshutah Shemikra. So how does that fit with that in the previous Rashi? He brings this second parish, which here he says is second, and a Medrash Agada as the main parish, that it fits better, and it's the better of the two in Pshutah Shemikra. Now we're going to move on to the key of the Sikha. And the key of the Sikha is to understand and see what's really bothering Rashi. And once we see what's bothering Rashi, then we'll understand everything that Rashi says and why he says what he says. And that way, all of our questions will be answered. So the explanation in all of this is as follows. After all the details of the making of the Cheshen are described, so it says, and this is the Pasuk right before our Pasuk, And Aaron will carry the names of the Yidden, in the Cheshen HaMishpat, that's on his heart, when he enters the Kodesh, so that it should be a Zikaron in front of Hashem, Tomid constantly. And so it seems that this ends the discussion on the Cheshen. But then, the next Pasuk says, and this is our Pasuk, you should place into the Cheshen Mishpat the Urm and Tumim, and it'll be on the heart of Aaron when he comes in front of Hashem, and Aaron will carry the Mishpat of the Bnei Yisrael on his heart in front of Hashem, Tumid constantly. So the way we would explain it is that since this next Pasuk is written separately, it's understood that it's something added to the Cheshen, and it's not part of the Cheshen itself, this Urm and Tumim is something which is added. However, once Rashi says that what is the what are the Urim Vitumim? It's Huksav Shema Meferish. It's the Ksav Shema Meferish that they put within the folds of the Cheshen. Shal Yodai, who mayor Dvarv, Umetamem is Dvarv, that through it, it shines his, its words and perfects its words. So it's through the Urim Vitumim that the Cheshen operates. So then it seems that it is part of the Cheshen. And that's what's bothering Rashi. And that's based on this, we'll understand everything that Rashi says afterwards. And so in order to answer this question, that it seems that the Urm V'tumim should be part of the Cheshen, so that's why Rashi says, And the Mikdash Sheni, they had the Cheshen, because you can have a Kayin Gadol that's Mechusar Begadim, but that shame, the Urm V'tumim, was not inside of it. So we're answering now the first question on Rashi. This is why Rashi adds these words. Because this proves that the Urim V'tumim weren't part of the Cheshen itself. Since the Kayin Gadol wasn't a Mechusar Begadim when he had the Cheshen without them. So clearly we see that it's not part of the Cheshen. So that's why Rashi says this in order to answer the question. It seems that it is part of the Cheshen. He says, no, it's not part of the Cheshen. That's why it's written separately. And we have a proof to this from the fact that in the Second base Mikdash, the Kayin didn't have the Urm Vatumim and he wasn't a Machusar Begadim. 
So clearly we see that it's not part of the Chayshin. Now we're going to move on to answer the second and third questions. So the Sikha continues, but this itself is a question. Since al since it's through the Urm Vitumim, through the Ksav Shema Meferish, that it's Meir Umetamim is Dvarov, so why indeed isn't it part of the Chayshin itself? Why are we saying that it's not part of the Chayshin? And therefore Rashi continues and explains that it's only related to the aspect of Mishpat, which is added to the Chayshin. That's what Rashi says, Val Shem who Mishpat. So that's why Rashi brings this Pasuk from Parshas Pinchas to answer this question. Why indeed is it not part of the Chayshin? So Rashi says, because it's not part of the Chayshin itself. The Chayshin exists as a complete thing on its own, and if the Kayin's wearing it, he's not a Mechusar Begadim. And the reason it's not included in the Chayshin, because it's related to the Mishpat part of the Chayshin Mishpat. But the Chayshin exists as a whole, as an entire thing on its own, and it's the full Beged, and if the Kayin's wearing it, he's not Mechusar Begadim. So that's why Rashi brings this question down, and we can't ask, why does Rashi bring something from Parshas Pinchas? And it's a contradiction to what he said beforehand. He's bringing this down because there's a question in the Rashi itself. Why indeed is it not part of the Chayshin? So Rashi has to answer this, since it seems so integral to the Chayshin. And Rashi answers it based on the Pasuk and Parshas Pinchas, and based on his answer, we can understand why the Chayin is not Mechusar Begadim, as long as he has the Beged of the Chayshin, even if it's missing the aspect that it gets through the Urm Vitumim, which is the Mishpat part of it. After learning how Rashi understands the Psukim, so we could see that it's for this reason, for this reason of Rashi, that the Torah first describes the Chayshin itself and concludes with its purpose, that the Chayshin's purpose is Venosa Aaron Shmois Bnei Yisrael, Hashem Tamid. He's going to carry the names of the Yidden, that they should be remembered in front of Hashem Tamid. And only afterwards the Torah teaches about the Urm Vatumim, which is related to the aspect of Mishpat. And then it again concludes with its purpose, Vahoyu Alev Aaron Gamer, and Venosa Aaron is Mishpat Bnei Yisrael Gamer. So there's two things over here, both of them are separated, and that's why the Torah presents them, presents them separately. Now we're going to answer the fourth and fifth questions. And really, once we answer the fifth question, it includes in it that we answer the fourth. Because once we explain why Rashi brings it over here in a different order, then we understand why he brings it. Because he's telling us something different than he told us earlier. So this is why, based on what we just said above, this is why Rashi chooses to say that as the first purish for why it's called Mishpat. Because it fits with what he just explained. Rashi just explained in his previous purish, the Urim V'tumim, that Ksav of the Urim V'tumim, that's why Hukar Mishpat. So the word Mishpat is associated with the Urim V'tumim that Rashi told us, what do they do? Al Dvarov umetamem is dvarov. So that's the idea of mishpat. That's davar shem nishpatim v'neichachim. That it tells us what to do. Which is the only way, like we just explained at length in the Sicha, to learn the psukim, which are saying that the Urm v'tumim weren't part of the chayshin itself. They were something separate. And that's why it's written here entirely separately. However, and now we're going to explain the previous Rashi. Earlier, before we had this proof, Rashi reverses the order. And the reason is, since the word Mishpat fits better with saying Din than Biradvarm. Rashi says that the word Mishpat can be related to either Din or Biradvarm. Din would be that it's Mechaper, that it atones for Ma'af Sehadin. And Biradvarm would fit that through it, there would be Nishpatim V'nechachim, what to do. So since the word Mishpat, in terms of the individual word, fits better with Din than Biradvarm, that's why Rashi picks that one first in the earlier Rashi. And it's for this very reason that Biradvarm doesn't fit with Mishpat, and also for another reason that we find that it's called a Chayshin on Mishpat even before this Pasuk, before we learn about the Urm Vatumim, that therefore Rashi adds 
over here a second pirush. The reason Rashi over here says the second pirush is because the word mishpat doesn't fit so well with biradvarim, and also because we find that it's called chayshin mishpat before we learn about the orim v'tumim. So it seems as if it's a chayshin mishpat even without it. However, since it only fits with the translation, that's the main thing. The main thing is that the word mishpat fits better with din than biradvarim. So since it's something so small, but it doesn't fit with the general discussion, like we elaborated in the whole in the whole sicha, so therefore Rashi brings it second, and also only as a medrash agada, because in terms of fitting into the flow of the psukim here, where we see that there are two separate things, it doesn't fit in at all. From Yenishal Torah and Rashi, it's explained in the Chassidus that the main difference between the first base of Mikdash and the second base of Mikdash, that as a result of this main difference, the second base of Mikdash was missing the five items that weren't there, wasn't so much, the difference wasn't so much the level of Gilead Lekusinit. Since also in the second base of Mikdash, there was a revelation of Bina, like there was in the first base of Mikdash. But rather, what was the main difference? It was in the ability to draw down the Gilead outside of the base of Mikdash. And now we can bring this to our Rashi. And this is also how it is according to Rashi in regards to the Chayshin. That they had it fully as a Beged in the second base of Mikdash. The Kayin was not Mechusar Begadim, but its effect of Mishpat for Yidin and the rest of the world, that was missing. And similarly, we could take this to us. This is how it is in the time of Golis. As Rizal tells us that Chayshin is the same letters as Nachash. And on the other hand, it's taught that it's the same Gematri as Mashiach. So when we're in Golis, the Nachash is revealed and the Chayshin, that's the same Gematri as Mashiach, is hidden. Which means that it's there, but it's just hidden. And our job is to reveal it to the extent that it's a Chayshin Mishpat. Meaning that it's revealed in the world. So that's what we have to do. What was missing the second base of Mikdash was to bring it into the world. And also the Chayshin wasn't being brought into the world. And even today, we have the Chayshin today, but there's two parts to the Chayshin. There's the part that's Nachash, which represents the Sahara, And then there's the part that it's Gematri Mashiach. What we see now, what's revealed, is the Nachash part. And our job is to bring into the world the Chayshin and the Chayshin Mishpat part of it. And through this, we bring about the coming of Mashiach.